0: This is The Space Shot, episode 293 for March 3rd, 2018. Stem every day. I'm John Molnix. I've got two historical notes for today, and their topics I'll cover in more detail over the coming days. Pioneer 4 was launched on March 3rd, 1959. This spacecraft was launched on a lunar flyby trajectory and is now in a solar orbit. The other mission I'm mentioning today is Apollo 9. Apollo 9 launched on March 3, 1969, a decade after Pioneer 4 became the first American probe to escape Earth's gravity. That's one heck of a decade. The goal of Apollo 9 was to test the Command and Service Module and Lunar Module, and the duration of this 10-day flight was spent in low Earth orbit. We'll have more about these missions over the next few days. We're also one week away from a massive milestone for this podcast, episode 300. I would love if you could share this podcast with your friends and family. I've got some awesome original content coming up, and I'd love to share that with even more people. I have something special in mind for the people that share the space shot on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, heck, even old-fashioned email between now, March 3rd, and next Saturday, March 10th. So. Share away, tag me in a post, send me a screenshot, email me, whatever you have to do, just show me that you've shared it with some friends and family. This perk blows the stickers out of the water with the cool factor, so don't delay, share the podcast today. I spoke with Chris Woods, host of the STEM Everyday podcast, while he was at a basketball tournament yesterday. I appreciate him taking the time to come on the podcast, and for hunting through an old school to find a quiet room to record yesterday's episode in. Now, let's talk some science, technology, engineering, and math with Chris and the STEM Everyday podcast.
1: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast.
0: Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast.
1: As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods.
0: Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Today I'm talking with Chris Woods. He's a high school math teacher, education presenter, and he hosts the STEM Everyday Podcast. Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, John, thanks for inviting me and, and having me on. I'm, I'm excited and glad that we can talk.
0: Me too. So let's talk a little bit about your background. You're a high school math teacher. And yep. as a political science major myself, the last math class I had, I'm ashamed to admit it, was when uh, George W. Bush was president. So uh-huh. you'd probably kick my butt in a class if I if I had you for a teacher.
1: Well, honestly, um, I I can say that all the... The calc and, and higher level math that I learned in college, uh, I use very little of that teaching ninth graders and 10th graders about algebra and geometry. So,
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So what what made you want to get into teaching and into STEM education?
1: Well, honestly, I, I didn't go to college thinking I was going to be a teacher at all. Uh, I started in chemical engineering, uh, didn't even really know what engineering was all about. Uh, since I've actually become a teacher, I've really understood more and more what edu- what engineering is about. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> I, I I ended up actually becoming a teacher because I spent some time at a summer camp in uh, in one of my years of summers of college, and I found that working with kids is awesome, and and so I I ended up becoming a teacher and finding that that opportunity to interact with kids every day to to challenge to instruct them. But even more than that, to inspire them every day is a a huge opportunity. And and I love it.
0: Well, and I noticed on your website, you have that you wrote your own Algebra One book, which is really cool, too. So I mean, how how do you integrate teaching, you know, for science, for math, like, talk to me a little bit about your process, then?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I I saw textbooks that were, um, and I used those textbooks for years, you know, that you know that were written by professors, and, and and I love professors, and I love textbook companies, but um, I'm with those ninth graders, those those kids that have challenges in math, uh, and different education things every day. So I knew how to make it into that. What I really wanted to say to those kids and help it help it get through to them and, and easy to understand things. So we had just gotten iPads at our school, and and they said, hey, anybody want to try making an iBook? And I said, well, definitely, I'd love to try. So I spent a summer recording myself doing short two minute, three minute lessons, pop those in a book with a bunch of text. And, you know, a whole summer later, I had had an algebra book that my kids, um, kids love.
0: That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, I wish that more teachers would try to integrate different, you know, new technologies into their classroom, just because if it's a way you can reach kids that might not appreciate a textbook or might not fully grasp the subject uh-huh. by just reading an older book. So I, I, I think that's really cool uh, that you did that. So yeah. really cool on that one. So what what do you like to go over in your, in your classes then?
1: Well, so of course I teach the regular, the algebra, the geometry. Um, but I, I really look at that as just one part of what I do each day in my classroom. Um, math is very much one of those subjects where where there's these content, these these procedures, these ideas, you gotta teach kids and get them better at solving equations. Um, simple things like that. Everybody remembers those, right, John? You remember how to solve an equation? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> try to get X. Not bar, really. That's all,
1: that's all, you know. Um, but but I realized that that my kids, you know, want to enjoy being in the classroom. So I just find anything and everything I can each day to try to mix it up, have a good time, um, not just make it. Fun. you know, I can't make math fun, you know, it's not always fun, but if I can make my classroom fun and interesting and inspiring, that's what I aim for. And so I started looking for uh, interesting articles, interesting videos, interesting pictures, and the internet is full of all those things. And so every day oh, I, yeah. just started showing, I just started showing my students those things. And they're like, this is fun. This is interesting. And it makes the class go quicker. And, you know, you get to the end of the class and they're like, wow, this is like my shortest class of the day. And I love it in here. And so then I actually, so then I started sharing it on Twitter because I think, well, there's probably other teachers out there that need some of these ideas and
0: and
1: other things happen. So here I am talking to Don (laughs) Mulnix.
0: I think that's pretty cool. I mean, inspiring students and, you know, engaging them in a way that they might not have ever been engaged in before, Mm -hmm. I think is really cool. So Tell me a little bit then about your podcast. I've caught episodes every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of the things I try to mix up my podcast routine during my drive every day. Yeah. So here's just one of the ones I get through on rotation. Oh. What, what made you want to start the STEM Everyday Podcast?
1: Well, honestly, um, somebody connected with me on Twitter and said, hey, we do these podcasts for our educational PD company. Would you be willing to do some podcasts for us on STEM? I was like, sure. Uh, I've I, I had been a radio DJ a little bit in college in my spare time. So, and I teach, and when you're a teacher, you're you're podcasting every day in front of yeah. in front of twenty <laughs> and thirty kids. So, you you can't have dead air, and you gotta you gotta keep it rolling along. Um, things that things that I'm sure you understand. Trying to have a great podcast, and and oh, yeah. John, your your podcasts are are tremendous. I love listening to the Space Shot, and I love listening to the- thank the- you.
0: I appreciate that. I actually just earlier this afternoon I spoke with uh, Jim Remar and uh, Mimi Meredith there at at the Cosmosphere, awesome. and we were talking a little bit about the uh, process that it's gonna the museum's gonna be undergoing over the next couple years with the uh, renovation process there yeah. and just how they they got stuff. So I mean, it's doing this has opened up a lot of doors, as I'm sure yeah. you've probably noticed with your podcast. It, it's it's allowed you to connect with. People from all over. Yeah,
1: it's exciting. Like just recently, I mean, the last two people I interviewed for podcasts one is a children's book author who wrote uh, Rosie Revere Engineer and uh, books like that for kids. Um, And and then I talked with uh, um, Tamara Robertson, who was on the Mythbusters search. And I mean, I'm just talking to these crazy, exciting people who are doing awesome things with science and. And and technology, engineering, and math—that STEM education—in in crazy, incredible ways. And I just let them tell their stories, basically, and I just keep them rolling along. So,
0: yeah, no, it's it's really cool. The one that you had um, sent me—it was oh, I think it was back in last July. Yeah. That was one of the cooler ones. Where it was, I believe it was your grandpa. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and I—you were speaking with. Yeah, and I was, was like, I know my grandpa's got these awesome stories, and and so I said, Hey, grandpa, you wanna you wanna tell me some of your stories, and we'll record them. And and he loved it. Um, and which is something that I tell lots of teachers. I say, have those kids in your classroom, go home and interview, uh, a grandpa, an uncle, a senior citizen on their street, whoever, and have them tell them s- stories about uh, what they experienced. If you're a history class, have them ask about history. If they're, if it's a science class, have them ask about science. And, and my grandpa had all these incredible stories of engineering he had done, um, even working, making some cables for the, uh, the moon buggy, um. And, and that was just cool and 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 I, and the funny thing is i finish I finished the interview and and my grandpa um is has been talking all these stories. and my mom and my grandma are sitting in the other room, and they're like, "I never heard those stories. He never told us those things.
0: <laughs> and see, that's the kind of the cool thing about oral history and just getting that down is you know once you start talking with somebody, it might spur their memory on something that they hadn't even thought yeah, of. yeah. So I think it's, it's a really cool process because the more you can get people engaged with, you know, talking with a grandparent about something that they might've done, mm-hmm. it might get them thinking about something else that nobody else in the family would have ever mm-hmm. heard of. So it's, you know, it's kind of cool for family history too. Oh, it
1: is. And, and my grandpa, you know, after that, you know, sometime passed away and and I can always go back and I can mm-hmm. listen to my grandpa anytime I want. Um, just incredible.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool thing. And the fact that we can record, you know, we don't have to be in a professional recording studio anymore. You can get pretty much any device with a microphone. And if you need to sit down and talk with somebody, you can, which is just an incredible, incredible thing. So for STEM every day, where do you see yourself taking the podcast over the next, you know, six months or a year or beyond?
1: Um, You know, I, I think I'm just going to keep on finding those, those, Teachers, those educators, those children's book authors, those uh, people yeah. in people in MythBusters, the search, um, people anywhere that have stories to tell, and and I love uh, just just recording those stories and getting them to talk about why they're interested in STEM, what they think about um, getting their own students or whoever they know interested in STEM. Um, I just love finding those stories. I, I Twitter, it's amazing for connecting with with educators and, and people that care about education. You know, people talk about people talk yeah. about social media as being this like horrible, hate filled, bullying, you know, put everybody down. And all I find is great stuff. You know, I guess they're just looking yeah. in the wrong spots. So,
0: uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think the it's easy to see a lot of negativity yeah. on there and you know if you follow certain people it's one thing i have noticed i mean it is something that exists out there but in terms of a tool for a positive mm-hmm. good it's it's a remarkable remarkable tool that educators can use that members of the public yeah. can use and you know look you got to look at it as a positive thing because if you focus on the negative it just yeah it becomes that. So I, I applaud you for making sure, you know, for pushing that positive message and pushing a science education message and mm-hmm. sharing your experiences with yeah, with the world. Yeah.
1: Thanks, John. And and who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe I'll be able to have somebody as famous as like um, like John Mulnick's the host of the Space Shot, someday <laughs> as a guest on my show.
0: I, I'd, I'd be more than willing to do that. I don't know if I'm exactly famous, but I appreciate <laughs> you're that. getting there. So eventually you know it's it's a process so I, I, what i'm focused on mainly is just being able to share you know the share the stories with everybody else i, I focused a lot on a daily history podcast mm-hmm. and as i approach the year anniversary i want to kind of transition to more conversational episodes yeah. so this is going to become the norm as we as we go past episode 365. Right. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that you're one of the, the one of the yeah. first. Well, thank so you. Thank, thank you and, for coming and, and, on
1: But I'll say I I love how you you tell some some history. You tell the current stuff that's going on in, in space and space travel and exploration, and then also you throw in some of that pop culture that that connects to it. I, I love that that three part trinity. I guess you could say of those, of those <laughs> holy that. space things. So. <laughs>
0: You got to have the nerdy stuff in with the, you know, the, the sci-fi kind of stuff in there. It it fits perfectly for STEM. I mean, for STEM, what do you use then for, you know, for pop culture? Like, how do you integrate that into your classroom? Well,
1: I I would say, I mean, when I come across an interesting video I see on YouTube, um, anybody that happened to share it and I come across it, um, I, I make a note of it. I I add it to a, you know, a, a, a bookmark or I. Um, but I just I just make sure that I'm, I am and then I show it to my students, you know, um, or yeah. or I'll um, I, I have certain websites like I love going to, to Wired.com because there's always interesting oh, yeah. pop culture stuff that I can share with my students. Um, and, and they love those kinds of things. And anything I come across, um, I change the background on my screen every day. You know, I have an interactive whiteboard. So every day there's some interesting picture, um, something that's funny, something that's creative. Um, but usually it's all somehow got math, technology, science, engineering connection to it. So
0: Well, and it it ties it into their yes. life. It's not just something to where, you know, you're not the math teacher that's telling kids that, you know, you're not going to walk around all day with a calculator <laughs> in your pocket. You're actually tying it in. And I, I kind of laugh at all the math teachers, I guess, that I had growing up that said, oh, you'll never walk around with a calculator <laughs> in your pocket.
1: That's what but we I, do.
0: They, they couldn't have even imagined exactly. So, um, you know, one of the things that for educators in general, is, like you talked about it earlier, is engagement. How do you keep making sure your kids are engaged throughout the semester? Because I know, you know, as the school year wears on, they, they probably get a little bit of summer oh, fever yeah. or winter break fever. How how do you keep engaging with your students throughout Honestly, the year? A
1: lot of it is just just being creative. Um I've, you know, I've, I've got my go-to things, things that I can always, always do to throw. Um, but I mean, we have a lot of winter up, up where, where I live in the Northern part (laughs) of Michigan, surrounded by Lake Superior. Um, and so it just gets long and cold and, and dark and winter. And, and so this year I was like, Hey, let's, I
0: I won't tell you how warm it is here then.
1: okay, I don't want to know. Um, but you know, I, so I, I had the kids plant seeds you know and these are high school kids plant plant a seed in a cut you know cut off water bottle and and every day they were they were checking these things and and they're like hey mine sprouted finally and these are high school kids and they're getting excited about a a stinking bean seed that's growing and 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 every day I had them just snap a picture of it and so so they'll be able to turn those into a time lapse um so just adding a little extra um technology, but you know what? Most it was just to help, help get them through um, a, a hard part of the year. Um, I've always just got something little every day to just break up the class. Um, like um, one of the sites, I mean, this is, I mean, you you love space. I mean, I love um, using like nasa.gov slash nasa live because, because they'll, mm-hmm. they'll have launches. They'll have um, chats with astronauts and, and I'll get my students watching when, when they're um, fixing the, uh, outside of the International Space Station. I'll just have it playing all day while they're working on their work. How cool that we can do that! I mean, it's incredible.
0: It really is. It, I mean, and that's, you, you couldn't ask for a more real life example of how math is yeah. used than, you know, the, the amount of planning and work that goes into yeah. a spacewalk, whether it's the engineering for a part, whether it's training, you know, there's so many years of. Preparation go into those things, so it's it's kind of a cool thing to share with them. I do like the the NASA TV with the uh, the ISS live, like the uh, oh, live yeah. Earth viewing experiment. I think is what it's called, and that is probably one of my favorite backgrounds to have on because it's about as close to the uh, main bridge viewer as you can get in
1: <laughs> real life. Yeah, exactly. So, right.
0: So, I mean, is there any other projects you have that you you engage with students, uh, you know, outside, outside of school? Of school.
1: Um, well, I mean, most teachers, you know, always have some things that they're associated with kids outside of school, whether yeah. they're helping coach or, um, you know, helping with a club or, or things like that. And, and honestly, those kind of things make such a huge difference because those kids get to see you in a different atmosphere, a different environment. Um, and, and, and that's just one of those awesome opportunities, again, that teachers have to interact with and, and make an impact on those kids' lives every day.
0: Well, I should we should mention the two that you, you took time out of your day yeah. at a basketball tournament to speak with us today. Yeah, so I appreciate yeah. that. Um,
1: but I mean, I I mean, I've helped helped with robotics before, um, you know, the, the first robotics program. I, I helped with that when our when our school first started that um, and, and and those kind of things, you know, it's incredible when you think about how many kids are going to get. Just think about this. How many kids are going to get scholarships from your school for athletics versus how many kids could get scholarships at your school from robotics or mathletics or things like that that the percentages would be quite a big difference i think
0: well and in terms of application for you know jobs down the road the sport you know sports is kind of cool it's it's great but being able to have that type of skill set that got you a scholarship on you know an academic scholarship is something that is important so it's awesome that you're helping encourage that So, Chris, you'd mentioned that you watch, you know, like the NASA TV yep. at school. How else do you integrate, you know, NASA's educational uh, products, basically? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of tons of different uh, websites and Twitter accounts. How do you, you know, integrate live news uh, like the Falcon Heavy launch? Yeah. I'm pretty sure literally everybody in the space flight community was excited oh, for exactly. that launch, I think. It's safe yeah. to say. Um, how do you integrate that well, into the you know, classroom?
1: I mean, I, I, I love finding resources on Twitter. So, I mean, there are so many different NASA Twitter handles, you know. I mean, even if you're not on Twitter as a teacher or educator, you should be. Um, but even if you're not, you could still look these things up. Or you could go to just NASA's, you know, website. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's NASA, you know, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. There's NASA History. There's NASA Education. There's all these different ones that, that tailor different things to what might be helpful to your classroom. Um, and, and, and honestly, like I said, on some of those, those chats that, that they offer on, on the NASA website, we've, we've mm-hmm. been able to ask questions of astronauts and get answers in my classroom. And my kids are like, holy cow, they answered our question. You know? I mean, they were asking like, <laughs> what if you did a water bottle flip in, in space, does that work? And, and one of the astronauts was answering it, you know, somebody that had been in space and at the, in the national space station that made it really real to those kids. Um, and, and then of course, you know, like watching the Falcon heavy launch. I mean, we, we watched that yeah. in class. Um, and then the, ki- the classes that, that it wasn't live for, you know, we watched it the next day on replay and, and, those kids, and, and, and granted, yeah. you know, they're not used to seeing those things. So it, it was partly, I think it took their breath away and partly it was kind of like, this is weird, you know, like I've never seen something like this. We yeah. grew up, right. We always saw the, the space shuttle launches and things like that. brand new yeah
0: and that's something that's exactly and you know with the human space flight you know this is going to be coming coming back here to the u.s here soon that's something that's going to engage a whole new generation of students which i think is awesome and you know starman in the tesla that's that's one of those images that I, I think it's going to be as iconic as yeah. the Earthrise photo. It's one of those singular moments that everybody was tweeting about it. Everybody was yeah. talking about it on Facebook, even, you know, even people that I interact with just at the, the coffee shop, I've got a lot, a picture of the Falcon yeah. heavy on my phone lifting off and I, I have people comment on that. So it's one of those things that it's, it's almost in, it's entered the yeah. lexicon now in science and space and, it's cool. STEM, it's thank cool you. thank which you which I think us, is right? an, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly I mean and oh, there's yeah. other people too I mean it's it's musk has been kind of the public face of it but and, and I think it's phenomenal the number of educators and science educators that are out there on Twitter that are helping do that you know the well. daily work that are that are sharing the nitty gritty that you know that's not always the flash of an Elon Musk mm-hmm. you know launching a Tesla into space but it's just as important yeah, exactly. of work so
1: if, and if everybody just does a little bit to try to inspire those kids every day they they're, they're going to turn out so much so much better so much further do so many more incredible things than than they than they ever thought they or could have imagined they could do so
0: Well, and with how students can interact, like you said, with your classroom, I'm pretty sure the first live tweet from space, I mean, it wasn't even a decade ago. Twitter's been around for a little over 10 years, but the first live tweeting from space is still something that's not even that old. And when you look at the smartphones that most people use to consume a podcast, that's not technology that was around a decade ago. There was podcasts, there was iPods, but it wasn't right. as ubiquitous as it is now.
1: Yeah, not everybody was just telling their telling their smart car to uh, to play a particular <laughs> podcast on the drive home while they're stuck in traffic.
0: Exactly, or you know, just a smart home, you know, like Alexa, or as yeah. mine responds to computer, and I'll probably trigger her uh, right now saying saying the computer word. I can't watch an episode of Star Trek in my office uh, because <laughs> Alexa ends up trying to. Uh, run a level three diagnostic on the warp core, which I always find amusing. <laughs> Chris, do you have any other, like a question for me? I, I this is one of the things I'm going to start doing in the episodes. Mm-hmm. So do you have a question for me yeah, I related do. to space or history? Okay, shoot.
1: Cause, cause I heard you ask, ask this. On another <laughs> one. Um, All right. I, was, I was ready. So do you know, Cause I think educators would really, would really like to have maybe just a site like, cause you've always got all these, this launch is coming up. This launch is coming. Do you have a site that you go to that has like each launch every day? Um, you know, when all the ones are coming up, things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that I've, there's a couple different ones that actually I've <laughs> got a tab open right now. It's spaceflight now. Um, And I'll actually, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's spaceflightnow.com forward slash launch hyphen schedule. Okay. And that website, it's updated pretty frequently. I mean, right now I'm looking at a Falcon 9 launch, a Soyuz, Long March. And there's, it's one of the things I can't share every launch and I, I missed the uh, wow. Atlas Five launched the other day just because of work uh, responsibilities, yeah. 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 but um, they they'll even detail um, launches from India, from Japan. Wow, uh, it's it's a really cool resource for that, and that's one of the things I've been actually thinking about putting up on a website of mine is just kind of a clearinghouse for resources. Mm-hmm. So that is something that is going to be coming probably at the end of the daily, (laughs) daily episodes, because after 365, I'll probably switch to two or three per week, right, which will let me uh, focus on more web content, I'll probably start doing some videos and all that stuff. But it's it's insane how much a daily podcast actually takes to research and produce. So
1: yeah, I'm sure I (laughs) I, I tell you what, though, uh, recently, you know, I mean, I was talking about um, projectile motion and stuff in my algebra class. And so you know, I, I went back to your show notes um, to find the link to the video of them dropping the hammer and the and the feather. Yeah, and and there it was, and I had it, and I showed my students, and 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 the first response to them is they're they're looking at the video quality, thinking it's hilarious, <laughs> but but hearing hearing the two the, the two guys talk about back and forth, oh the yeah, you have a good shot here, yeah, this is really good. And, <laughs>
0: It's, it's rem- remarkable. I, I forget what mission it was, but one of the astronauts uh, accidentally pointed one of the cameras at the sun oh. and it fried the camera. Oh. So I think it was one of the first missions with the color on it. I don't have it in front of me. That's the, uh, the pitfall of doing a daily podcast is as soon as you do something, you move on to the next and you yeah. just got to keep going. But I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll, I'll look for that uh, episode right. and I'll find oh. out what it is and I'll be sure to link to it. But that's
1: funny. Chris,
0: it has been awesome having you on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. The work you do is phenomenal too. So I, I'm, you, I'm really happy that you were able to come on the podcast today. Yeah. And I definitely look forward to having you on again in the future.
1: Oh, well, great. Well, thank you, John. And, and I can't stress enough educators, check out, you know, the Space Shot podcast. Um, subscribe to it on, on iTunes or, or your favorite uh, podcast uh, app.
0: I appreciate that. And I will be having links to um your website as well as the STEM everyday podcast in the show notes. Those will be up first.
1: Thank you.
0: So there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of show notes for this episode.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> might,
0: might be like a little mini blog, uh, blog post pretty much in the show notes. So Basically good. We're Chris, giving you
1: more work to do, right?
0: Ex- exactly. Hey, nothing coffee can't fix. So yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, keep up the good work, John, and I, I appreciate being on the show. It was a lot of fun, and, and educators, just take take a little take, take a couple minutes every day and, and find a way to inspire your kids. Inspiration, just as important as instruction.
0: I, I, I couldn't agree more. Chris, thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I had a lot of fun chatting with Chris, and I'm looking forward to having him on next time. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share this podcast with your friends and family, Don't forget about the little contest that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. I'd also appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for the Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure that the Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts store. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, we catch up with Apollo 9, Pioneer 4, and a shuttle flight. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.